Our first scripture today is from 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. Elijah ascends to heaven. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. A company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you not know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went. I feel sorry for Elijah. Do you yet? (laughs) And stood at a distance from them as they both were standing at the Jordan. Then Elijah took up his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted to you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two, and Elijah is ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept walking and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He picked up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he had struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other, and Elijah went over. Here ends the reading from the Old Testament. And the psalm for today is Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6, the acceptable sacrifice. 
the mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire and a mighty tempest all around him. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me, my faithful ones, who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The earths declare his his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Here ends the psalm. And from 2 Corinthians, Treasures in Clay Jars, chapter 4, beginning with the third verse. Paul is talking about the ministry of the new covenant and now our treasure. He says, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge, of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And the Gospel story. The Transfiguration, chapter 9 of the Gospel of Mark, beginning with the second verse. Six days after uh, preaching uh, in Caesarea Philippi, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Here ends the Gospel. Will you pray with me? Dear God, meet us where we are, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our Creator, our Redeemer, our Sustainer. Amen.
When I was growing up, I was often in trouble for talking too much. My report cards would say I was a good student if I just wouldn't talk so much. Apparently, I processed everything out loud. It's just the way I am. I call Lois or I text Lois or other people, my kids. Uh, I worry them to death. And <laughs> often they respond. <laughs> but something I have found as I have gotten older, everybody will be glad to hear, I have learned that the more I talk, the less I listen. Surprise, surprise, right? And that if I shut up and listen, I learn things, I hear things, and I give myself time to process what's going on in a different way. Now, Carol's laughing at me back there, but it's true. That's the way it goes. And I wonder if that's what Peter was experiencing up there on the mountaintop. He was so excited. He's having this wonderful camping trip, right, with Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus becomes white and he's, you know, transfigured in front of him. And, and, the, and then they see um, Elijah and Moses. People, Peter and James and John and anybody else in those days had read about in the scrolls, had heard about in the temple, in their teachings. I wonder, can you imagine? It'd be like seeing the people that you always wanted to see. So Peter, of course, says, let's build tents and stay here. And then God speaks. And God says, this is the one who is my beloved. Listen to him. Novel idea, right? Stop talking. Stop with your mountaintop experience and listen to Jesus. And to me, that, I think, is the part that's easily missed about this story. Because we can talk all day about mountaintop experiences that we've had that we want to preserve somehow, right? Never uh, losing them, hanging on to all of what they were to, the, to us. The last time I was with my grandchildren, I had a couple hours alone with Clover. The rest of the family went hiking and Clover didn't want to go and I didn't really want to go. So the two of us stayed at the house together. Now this was a rare opportunity for me. She's six years old and I've never been alone with her. So here we were at the table in the living room and I'm like frozen, right? I want everything to go smoothly, nothing to happen, so that when her parents get home, everything is fine. And Clover is doing what she does most of the time. She's drawing. So she's drawing a parade. 
And she starts talking about this parade, and pretty soon we're in our imaginations, and we're talking about this wonderful parade with Queen Clover and all of the things and people that will be in the parade. And as I was leaving the next day, Clover says to me, it's time for the horse parade. And I said, okay, I will watch for the horse parade. And every now and then on the way home, I texted Emma and asked her to share with Clover what I had seen in the horse parade. And I think about that. That was a mountaintop experience I would love to have every time I visit them, you know? Time with Clover by myself. Time where she's not telling me I'm too crinkly and that she just wants to enjoy my company and I want to enjoy hers. It was precious. And then I think about this story and I think about what Clover said as I was leaving. She basically said, listen to me. There's going to be another parade. Don't lose your imagination, right? So I was able to carry that moment along and in keep enjoying it. And here on this mountaintop in the Gospel of Mark, we hear God saying to Peter, James, and John, hang on a minute. Listen to Jesus. Don't get caught up in your moment. You might miss something, right? What would you have missed if you hadn't taken the time to pause from your mountaintop experience to think about it or to pray about it, to listen for what God is speaking to you about? We find ourselves today right on the edge of Lent. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. And yes, it's um, also Valentine's Day. So after church, you're welcome to come up and I will put the sign of the cross in ashes on your forehead and I will invite you to take a token uh, from this chalice for your journey during Lent. Our last song today, we're going to sing the Alleluia's. And some of you have a little piece of paper that says Alleluia. During Lent, we don't say the word Alleluia. It's something we bury or put away to mark the season, to hold Lent special and sacred. Lent is a time of, it's a somber time. It's not necessarily a sad time. It's intended to be a time where you listen for God in your life, where you pay attention, where you stand in the moment, if you will, and listen to our still speaking God for what God has to say to you about that season and about your faith journey.
It's not necessarily in our tradition about letting go of sin. It's about letting go of what separates you from God. Sin certainly separates us from God. And God waits to hold us, to take us back in. So during Lent, we'll bury the Alleluia's, we'll remember who and whose we are, and we'll remember that God loves us. These are little hearts. Little, you probably can't see them because they're so little. But I invite you to hang on to this during Lent as you journey to and will journey together to Holy Week and Easter. So remember to listen for God in this season as always. Maybe listen a little harder. We think about giving something up or taking something on during Lent. And I just invite you to, to maybe focus on paying more attention and listening for Jesus' voice in your life. Amen.